Insert your own theme tune here. Hello. I was just doing as I was told. Get on to you, Tom. Oh, no. Um, hello, uh, welcome back, wherever you've been. It's Kerry Marks and... This is Nick Doody. He hesitated then because he weren't sure. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he gets confused. So, um, hello, we're here again with um, another discussion about uh, the important things going on in the world. Yeah. Or rather, a thing going on in the world that um, is there for discussion. Uh, and what we thought we'd talk about this week is um, this business with uh, a guy called James Gunn, who everyone else will know except me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Care for Guardians of the Galaxy, which he apparently wrote and directed. Uh, yeah, that's the guy. Fuck him. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's <laughs> happened to him, sod him. Next. Yeah. <laughs> person I don't know who's got in trouble with things I don't know anything about. Yes, yeah, it's, it's a weird sort of trouble though, isn't it? And it's a, it's a trouble that is sort of resonant of other things. So I hadn't heard of this when we were discussing what we might uh, talk about. Everything's resonant of other things. Everything's kind of connected, isn't it? You know, there's only like yeah, man. Yeah. so many levels you get into, you know, um, well, it's seven stages of um, Kevin Bacon. Is it seven? How many have you got to get through? I'd have to, it's up to you. It's a six, isn't it? Six is degrees. It six? Six degrees. Six degrees of separation. Uh, no. So that's his stage. Degrees. See how little I know? Why am I even here? Yeah, we, I I'm did an sound like you were seven. What the, the fuck? The Kubler-Ross stages of Kevin Bacon's. This is a, uh, I'm shock, shit those things. No. denial, <laughs> anger. <laughs> I can do the six. Sleepers. Six stages of man. boobs. That's what I can do. Name anything, I'll bring it round to tits. <laughs> um, that's so sun reader. No, I'm not really like this. Probably someone will find that problematic in 20 years and destroy my career yeah it'll take 20 years yeah I hope yeah. so it doesn't take 20 years that's the whole thing problematic comes out now and this, this case with uh, with James Gunn from the little I've read about it is less than a decade ago it, although he, he makes it sound it in his defence he says it was a decade ago but decade's not that long is it really no well it's, it's literally 10 years <laughs> you're right isn't it <laughs> That's why Nick's here for the facts. Roughly, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've Googled this. It's about 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I hadn't heard of this story. I've heard, of, I, unlike you, I'd heard of James Gunn and I'd seen Guns of the Galaxy. Yes. But I hadn't heard of this story. Um, and I thought today it might be interesting to talk about the death penalty because there was this story going on about how our Home Secretary, Savage Javid, has, uh, Javid had... Um, Gone back on decades of uh, of kind of British oh, policy. We, by we should not... kill him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he deserves to die. Does he deserve the death penalty? Yeah. Yes, he does. Anyway, we started looking into it, and it's really complicated. And we thought, ah, oh, screw it, let's do Carrie's one. Which we'd also the... know, yeah, we'd also know more about that, really. Because yeah, it looked like one where we should really read up on. There's a lot. a lot of details about American and British law and so on, and and also about the. Uh, whether they were even even count as British citizens, citizens anymore? Um, yeah. So, so don't worry about any of this. We're not yeah, talking about the talking fact about that they are they were members of ISIS and they were called the ISIS what? But we uh, we were called the Beatles. The ISIS beat the ISIS Beatles. Just or the, be the Beatles. Be the Beatles. I think, right. I think I think context always led people to be aware it wasn't going to be actual Beatles. <laughs> yeah, this is irrelevant by the way because we're not talking about it. This I don't week. think it is irrelevant. But they were called the Beatles because, because they were English. That's right. <laughs> because of their, because, like, because like the Beatles, they had strong London accents. <laughs> And, and so they were called by were, their captors. There were four. By, of sorry, them. by the by, their hostages. There were four of them. It's fairly similar. Do they play any instruments? 
Yeah, and the fact there's only two of them on uh, who are going to be on trial now is that because they're split up due to a controversial <laughs> fifth? Do they figure? start in some underground club somewhere? <laughs> in a scene? But probably, probably um, in a cavern. In a cavern. Um, but anyway, they yeah. they beheaded perhaps as many as twenty-seven people, and what I want to know is, can't they be forgiven and have their careers rehabilitated? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Why has the past always got to ruin people now? They might be different people. Which yeah. is how we're going to bring this round to what we're actually talking about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, this guy James Gunn... Let's talk about tangents. <laughs> he sent a lot of tweets years ago. Yeah. And... Quite specific. In the article he said 100 tweets and that's, you know... Did it? I think so. I only scanned a few things, right. you know, but... I, and I don't, I don't think I should apologise for not being precise on this. Who gives a shit? But even then, it was odd that there was 100 exactly if there was, which is what the article said in the Independent. I do not recall that. But... I might um, have made it up. It might be the ISIS guys in 100 heads or something. Yeah, something like that. There was 100 or something happened. Oh, on a related note, this is the Facebook... God, we're all over the place in this. <laughs> this is the uh, the Facebook group where someone said, sometimes you just go mad and rape 100 women. Oh, is that, that what you're thing. thinking of? What, is that why 100 got in my head? No, maybe. Right. Where's my phone? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know where I put my phone. I was going to look this up now. You've, you've see got 100 phones. <laughs> 100 phones in 100 rooms. This is a di- this is a different thing, but but it it became linked in our minds because we started we started wondering about this. When is something you say to do with your job? When is oh, something you also, say online? Right. When is it to do with your job? But also the other way around is how much does your job own your private life? Yeah. Like if you're tweeting something as you, that is you. It's not you're not representing the company. That's right. But you could argue that you do have some representation of the company, especially if it's like Disney or something. It's a uh, um, that, that goes for a, a more family audience. Yeah, sure. Um, although there's, there's jokes, there's jokes in um, Guardians of the Galaxy that uh, are not for kids. All oh, those rape jokes. There was basically, there's, there's basically a joke the... about him um, having spunk all over his uh, spaceship. That I've, I've ruined the joke a bit. There. But uh, the, uh, I, I uh, watched it with uh, Rohan Acharya, the director, and we, we, we roared laughing at one joke, which just left every child in the in the cinema just baffled. They had no idea what was funny. It's one of those nice jokes that just put in there just for the adults who come to see the film. Right, okay. But um, anyway, that's got nothing to do with it. Uh, he uh, he has been dropped by Disney yeah. for these tweets that are not recent tweets. They're years ago. Right? Decade ago, mate. About a decade ago, which is what? A year? <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> Ten of those. <laughs> um, so yes. Not, but, and it, there's a lot of things that are wrong. I, I'm, I don't have a definite opinion on this, but I'm, I'm uncomfortable with it. I'm uncomfortable with the idea that Tweets from the past get brought up in this way, and also they brought yeah. up they're brought up politically, because the guy who brings up Mike Cernovich, so he's um, he's an outright conspiracy theorist, MRA, uh, and and he's he he's had a, a political reaction to James Gunn making statements, which I, I don't know whether it was, it was pro Trump or pro some right wing speaker or something. Or, 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 sorry. Okay. Against Trump, well, against, against some right-wing against, against, so, pro-Trump. Right, so then they're therefore some right-wing guy, this Cernovich guy, who prides himself on, on uh, capturing people this way. 
Yeah, this isn't the only career he's ruined. And just, just to, if you haven't heard of Mike Cernovich, just to give you an idea of the level you should be considering him at, on, uh, if you've heard of Pizzagate, he he may have originated that, but he was he made a gate out of pizza, and it was hard to open. It would crumble easily. You'd get pastrami all over your hands. He was responsible for popularising it. He got it all over. This was during the during the um, lead up to the twenty sixteen yeah uh, US elections. State the case would actually happen. Uh, where he he was falsely, it shouldn't go without saying, uh, or it should go without saying, uh, he was accusing senior members of the Democratic Party of being involved in a child sex ring run out of a pizza parlour in Washington DC, which was shared a lot and believed by enough people that. It had some impact. It certainly had the impact that uh, two people went in and and shot up the pizza parlour. People, uh, people were shot because of this. I think people were killed actually. Still, do we blame him for that? He didn't cause people to go in with guns and shoot the place. He didn't, but he he knowingly and falsely spread around rumours that there was a child sex ring operating out of it. Now you have to be pretty rumors. mental. Some, to think. Yeah, you've got to be absolutely fucking mental to think we've heard some rumours that they haven't been found guilty by. Police, or you know, or rather, arrested by police, found guilty in court. We're going to go and shoot the place up because one person's rumoured a thing. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Don't get me wrong. I don't think that's an expected consequence of what he was doing. But he's, it's, he basically, he's not above spreading false. What I'm doing here is I'm against him, I'm for him, and, you know, I'm yeah, defending yeah. him. Going, I, I don't, I don't think that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think that kind of incitement should be uh, recognised. Really, well, I'm not saying it should, but that, this is no, no, this is not. the I'm level he was at. Yeah. Um, he then, because he, he's taken against this guy, James Gunn, he, he trawls through his Twitter history uh, up till 3am, he said. Yes, yeah, it was a big deal. He said, I couldn't sleep and I stayed up till 3am. I, like, I really go to bed before 3am, so make a big fucking deal about it. And, and just claims so to what? be horrified by the, the jokes that this guy, James Gunn, has, has brought out about, um, about rape and paedophilia. I bet he was delighted by them. It was I bet clearly, he was, he was clearly I delighted. I can't wait to put this out. Yeah. And there's an element that I probably think he, he feels he's getting the left wing back at their own game of, of, of finding problematic tweets and yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. and so on. So I bet he got some delight. And, and he is. I mean, he is. He has succeeded in that. Yeah. He's, you know, had this liberal bastion guy, you know. All right, so we've got several things. We've we, we, we got a, a setup that's very prevalent now, which allowed him to do that. That, that, yeah. that socially we're, we're in a, a world where people are looking for uh, tweets and, and the word problematic uh, is, is coming up a lot, anything that was problematic. Yeah. Um, so he has been able to take advantage from a culture that has become a thing anyway and make this happen. And there's Which, no, You could probably see this slightly as revenge for Roseanne as well. There was a recent thing Roseanne Barr tweeted, you know, pretty racist stuff. Yeah. Uh, um claims to have been under the influence of Ambien and she's you know she's uh, bipolar and whatever but she did and stubbed the, her toe she had a bad day it had been raining that morning she went out in just a t-shirt um, her umbrella broke you know it's a kid you know she tweets she out she over tweets out some racism as you do black person was rude to her <laughs> um, and for that Roseanne loses her current series what was weird for me, she loses all of her old episodes off the net. They used to be available on the net. They were taken down. Yeah. 
because of a current racism. I found that a bit weird. That felt a bit Stalinist to me. Yeah. Um, but in any event, uh, because Roseanne's a Trump supporter and pretty much the only kind of, you know, right-wing, blue-collar sitcom out there, that felt like a blow in the culture wars. And this feels like a counter-blow from the other side, where, um, you know, an extreme right-winger... Unquestionably. And I think with the, with the kind of joy that during the Me Too movement, when... Uh, any virtual virtue signaler was was taken down because it turned out they got up to something, you know. Yeah. And even if it wasn't as bad as some of the worst of it, there was still a certain delight from the the mob as well to go, yeah, we got one of yours back for your own rules. Absolutely, and it feels a bit like now what he's recognised and cashed in on is a bit like when there was the hysteria about terrorism in London. If you just if you really hated your neighbour, all you needed to do is tip them off as a terrorist, and the kind of dawn raids have the yeah, and that's the uncomfortable side of this, isn't it? It doesn't... What, what's The facts of this case aren't as bad as this feel that we're in an age where the accusation runs so fast that the evidence can't always keep up with it. I mean, the evidence is fairly clear on what happened here. Yeah, yeah. But we see this happening now with, with social media all the time. Someone gets accused of something and before before it's even... Uh, any any reason to know that, that it's a definite event, you know? Well, in this case, let, let me... If I can remember, this might not be verbatim, it's pretty much... One of the tweets is, um, this hotel shower is so weak, it's like being peed on by a three-year-old. Right. Uh, that, that's been held up as an example of uh, pedophilic humour. specific. Uh, yeah, it's a fairly sober Not a three-year-old who said had six pints or something. They, yeah, can, they can pee pretty much frightening. We don't know if it's a male, female, three, three-year-old. <laughs> you know... Is a recently, yeah. <laughs> recently circumcised three-year-old. What difference does that make? No, yeah. also, what the hell's paedophilia? Do you pee harder if you're circumcised? No, I just think if they've just been circumcised, there's going to be a bit of ah ah. <laughs> just, uh, you know, you're not going to be as confident with a jet. <laughs> I, I, I'm talking about male three. Don't ever get a job for Disney. No, you know you said this has gone too far. No, yes. Yeah, what was the other ones? Um. I didn't. I didn't write them all down, but some some of them were uh, a little bit sort of on the dodgy side, certainly sort of in in poor taste. But as you kind of if you read a few of them, you get an idea of the tone of this guy if you follow him on Twitter. Yeah. None of them are saying I think paedophilia is hilarious. I think Rage hilarious, but they are that kind of edgy. I, I read them right, and I know the guy. He uh, wrote Go to the Galaxy. He directed. Couple of films I quite like, a bunch of pretty awful films, and I bet you he did stand up for a bit. <laughs> yeah, it's the usual way. Isn't I have it? no idea if he did, but I would lay money on. I bet he's at least given stand up a go. For me, though, someone saying I was trying to be edgy is, is like that's fair enough to me. I think oh, yeah, a lot yeah, yeah. of people try and be, and I think most new comedians go through a stage where they want to be edgy for the sheer hell of it, and it's, and some edginess. Uh, that kind of edgy does make sense. It kind of lays the law down, going, I, "I'm creating a space in which I can say what I like," and uh, and it's and it's not always about free speech either. It's a case of what you're often making fun of is is the rule itself or the uh, the control of the speech rather than the free speech. It's, it's going, "I'm not allowed to say this. Let's make fun of that attitude." Yeah. Right. And also, he's tweeting as himself, a guy sort of associated with comedy and stuff. He's not. Tweeting under the name Haringey Social Services Emergency Division, you know, he's not. No one should be looking at his tweets, weird. hoping to find something very serious and 
Ja. Ja, ja. I've got mixed feelings on this because you know, I didn't see many of the jokes, but the ones I saw were like that. They were, they're not great jokes. They're not particularly... This is a problem, though. Whenever these things people that come up, people do use that and they go, yeah, but it's not like a great joke. Who decides what's a great joke anyway? Yeah, and also, once you're looking at a joke within the context of offence caused by it, it's suddenly the joke has been asked to carry a lot that it wasn't being asked to carry when it was originally told. Yeah. All right, there's lots of different things going on here. One is the angle that loads of people, when you look at the um, the reaction on Twitter, go, go, going down through the uh, thread, and there's a number of people who will do the, the very straightforward, we're moving to a time where people finally realise that rape and paedophilia is not funny, which yep. is... Like, to me, never been an, an argument for discussion anyway. It's like, clearly they're not funny. They're unquestionably actual rape yeah. people. No doubts. You know, I don't have a little no. bit of the game. Um, yeah, come on. <laughs> but, but that is a... I, I think we've discussed before, I've said that I'm sure this reaction people have when they say rape jokes aren't funny, it's very much the same part of the brain that's the racist part of the brain that, that goes all black people are a thing or all a group. It is a group. When you get right. closer to jokes, you start seeing what all the different jokes are doing. And, and one joke is uh, being iconoclastic. You know what iconoclastic. I mean? Iconoclastic. That's the one. Yeah. Uh, iconoclastic. And, and, um, or, or making fun of uh, just, just that, just an attitude itself, right? Or yeah. people say, it's okay if you're making fun of the, the victim. But, sorry, making fun of the perpetrator, but not the victim. And it's like, yeah, but what if you're doing that with irony? What if you're making fun of the... Uh, the victim, but in a way that's making fun of something a perpetrator would say. You can't have that rule. There's no rule that stands. No, do you know what? Um, when you know Wendy, Wendy Wayson. Yeah. A, a comedian, a friend of ours, had a bit about how much she hates Malala. Right. So, yeah. Okay. About exactly. that, which, exactly. which is you know this untouchable figure. You know, um, a little girl who's been injured in an acid attack. Who you know, acid attack. No, she was shot in the head, wasn't she? And, and um. And who, you know, won the Nobel Peace Prize and all yes. that. And it's just it's just a funny yeah. target for her to pick. And it's, she's talking about her little girl hating her. Right, OK. She, yeah, I've seen her do it, actually. It's, it's lovely, really it's sweet, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Comedy can do that. Yes. And it can make fun of the conventions and it can also test the rules in the air. It can, uh, uh, it can raise issues. And it also adds to a discussion as well. And half the time... What the comedian's saying is actually nothing worse than is being said seriously in the media. You look at the time when um, Maddie jokes were a big thing, you right. know, which you could easily say that's about as offensive as jokes get. They're, they're, they're making fun sure. of an actual real child who has been probably kidnapped, right? Yeah. Um, terrifying thing to do, you know, terrifying situation. People make jokes about it. But you look at the jokes, people going, hey, the McCann's have got. Uh, a million pound payout now they can afford and you know a babysitter or whatever <laughs> and and those type of jokes were actually being said for real uh, in in comic papers in newspapers in uh, in leader columns and so on um, you know they should have had a nanny it's disgusting it's therefore therefore and that's it it's right. so all these things are being said what the jokes are doing is is only a reflection of that reality yeah I, mean, I had a bit. Um... Can't remember which year it was, but obviously a few years ago, when it was a topic. I had a bit in an Edinburgh show about it, and people came back to my show the next year, quoting that bit of material as the reason they'd come back. Oh, really? Like, so okay. much. And yet, I'm pretty sure if I was asked to defend that on a news show about the disgusting comedian doesn't material about Madden McCann, it wouldn't stand up, right? Just having it 
read back yeah, to you yeah, by yeah. a solemn-faced news Cold, anchor. Of course, most jokes won't Nothing stand survives that, that kind of scrutiny. Yeah. They're not meant to. We were talking about this before, and I was saying that jokes have uh, an atmosphere, which is not the part of the joke people ever talk about. And it's based on the atmosphere is everything that's outside the words, which is really important. It's yeah. the, the person who's saying the joke, the situation they're saying it in, what they're re- reacting to, whether it's part of a conversation and so on. And and that's so often ignored. And you lose once you lose that atmosphere, you put it into a different atmosphere, like a courtroom, uh, a church. You know, yeah. Uh, suddenly, it's, it's the funny is gone because that's where the funny actually was. Which is one reason actually that um, I'm so impressed. Frankie Boyle managed to win his court case. Yeah. Against the Daily Mail because he was he was going to have his stuff read out. Right. Did he stop them court. reading out? No, no, no. It, it, the, the jokes were read out in court. Right. And it was found that, yeah, he wasn't racist. Did, did the judge laugh? I that I don't know. <laughs> that would be interesting. I can imagine that. not, but it's yeah. just... I remember... I can't remember if I've talked about this before on the podcast, but Dapper Laughs is just abysmal, right? Just appalling. It's, like, hey, it's yeah. mostly a load of old jokes. and it's it's just, just shite, right? And, and, and all of the attitudes are horrible as well. But the one time I had some sympathy for him was seeing the bloke on Newsnight, having his material read at him by Emily Maitlis, going, is this funny? Oh, and is this funny? And you go, nothing's funny in this situation. Nah. And he spent half an hour apologising in such a grovelling way. Yeah, I thought yeah, she yeah. was actually going to put him over her knee and spank him at one point. Yeah. It was a proper telling off. But don't you think women feel this? And don't you think, oh, God, really? And, and I, Yeah. Uh, I slightly felt sorry for him. On the other hand, felt you know what? It wasn't even funny when you told it, mate. <laughs> I just yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? Even then, some of the ones people went after him for weren't uh, like there's. I, I I never saw this program. I saw a couple of clips because people kept putting them up on Twitter. Yeah, I never. And saw there was one people complaining about where he asked for a woman whether uh, she's interested, and then says must be a lesbian. And everyone's like, that's disgusting, white man, blah blah blah. But that's yeah. not. Plenty of women would go. A man's not interested. It must be gay because I'm I'm this or that. So he's mocking yeah, something just, that's, that's, that's common for people to say. And also, and there was a lot of that. There as far as there's any basic... humour there, that's your own idiot ego, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Anyone who doesn't yeah, yeah, fancy yeah, clearly yeah, not. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just... So anyway, we've got several angles here. One is the question of how much a company should own your private life. Secondly, is whether it is a private life. If you're putting things up on Twitter, you know, or, or social media, you are going public with them. And then there's the yeah. real issue that this comes down to, and I, I think what affects us most is uh, how it reflects on us. You know, that if he's getting in trouble for that, that he can lose <laughs> his job, does that mean that we have to be careful what careers we go for in future? You know, we might get an offer from Disney. Do we have to go? No, we better not take it because of some stuff we've said in the past that might come up. You know, and yeah. and also just how dangerous are jokes, really? I'm- that's a big difference between from Roseanne and the James Gunn thing, right? Is that the Roseanne tweets weren't jokes? Um, I think it was a joke. It was intended as a joke. Is that right? I believe so. I can't remember the quote, but it was saying that. Uh, who, who was she even talking about? Bastard child of Netanyahu and someone else, was it? Or? Oh, there might be a different. Yeah, I mean, there's, there was more than one tweet, wasn't there? Oh, but... Okay. I don't remember it. I didn't really no, yeah. follow the case. Um, <laughs> It, really difficult to say because because I I want to know a little bit about the person telling the jokes and what what situation yeah. they were in. Yeah, uh, agreed. 
But and I think um, it's wrong to think that people like comedians, for example, it's wrong to think comedians who say edgy stuff are doing it always just because they want to shock. And I think most are, actually. I think a beginner comedian often does that. But I'll say offensive things sometimes just because I think they're damn funny or because I think that's an uh, unexpected twist or turn at some point. Yeah. And, and uh, sometimes the context is, I'm a comedian. Sometimes that's enough context, right? Yeah. Like you, you mentioned earlier we were talking, you mentioned a, a really brutal onion headline. But the context is, this is the onion. The onion headline was, missing girl probably raped. Right? With, with a comment as well. And, I, and the word probably to me is so powerful in that sentence. And it's just four words. And I'll tell you, when I first heard this, um, this headline was when I was down in Bournemouth at the time when, when the whole... It was a few months after the Maddie thing, when the papers were still right. having a field day with it. Back at a time when a newspaper could sell 30,000 papers a day easily uh, just by having a picture on the front. And I walked into a shop in Bournemouth and on either side of me, all the magazines, all the, all the newspapers all had pictures of Maddie, like some fucking evil dictator staring okay. out over yeah, us yeah. Uh, in this shop. And there was no way to tell me. And they, and they had on the front covers, Maddie's alive, Maddie's dead, Maddie's in the hands of paedophiles, Maddie's blah, blah, blah. And it was all speculation. And then later on that day, I heard about the, the Onion headline, which I think had come out just at that time. Now, I don't know whether it was relevant to, to that case, but right, I doubt right. it, it was reported in America, so it might have been part of the influence of it uh, or the intention. But, um, but either way, it was a relief actually seeing that headline because it was like, you know, you, what you get from a good joke is someone else gets it. Yeah, someone yeah, else yeah. gets the disgusting. These people, thousands of people, tens of thousands of people enjoying their daily dose of dead kid. And then, then suddenly someone calls it and goes, this is what your fascination actually looks like to us. It's all speculation. You know, so in that sense, I think sometimes the joke actually hits. When I saw Stanhope, Doug Stanhope, uh, years ago during during the whole, there was a big rise of um, his, I'd, I'm hesitating to use the word, but it seemed like hysterical fear at the time of, of the, the paedophilia gone mad and so on and oh, yeah. police and everywhere. And he did a piece about the reality of your daughter walking across a park naked and what's likely to happen <laughs> being nothing. And it was, I'm not going to try and copy bits of it or, or quote him, but. It was, you could listen to it as he's disgusting, he's making fun of paedophilia, or you could listen to it as actually it was a call to reason. Yeah, yeah. Let's stop pretending that uh, the danger is of a level that it's just not at. And that, that mostly, we are amazingly safe these days. Yeah, I mean, actually, just not to go on about Stanhope, but he had another great bit about how rare child porn must be if he'd never come across it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because he starts going on about the weirdest, most fucked up things. Yeah, thumbing, you know what thumbing is? You put your uh, thumb into the foreskin, turn the dick inside out. and gonna... Right. And he goes, He's come across all that stuff. Yeah, and, and, and he basically goes, if, if, if child <laughs> basically, if child porn office is bigger than the talent is, there are 40 thumbers in this room right now. <laughs> Someone's like, something like that. And the, any, anyway, it's, yeah, the it's, argument we avoid, which which I suppose is the one that many people listening to this will be thinking, is what these guys don't get is uh, how people feel on hearing these jokes because some of them have had stuff happen to them, and some yeah. of them have had uh, um, uh, some of them are suffering trauma from it, and 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 other people who feel very connected with that, you know. Yeah. But the question is, well, I don't know. I I I just think that you could end up policing people's feelings to a point that the, the world becomes the communication becomes bland yeah 
I, I also think safe. this guy, the James Gunn guy, just if that's the tone and the tenor of his Twitter feed, just don't fucking follow him. You're allowed not to. At the end of the day, that's how I feel, is that it was quite clear where he was coming from. Yeah. It was quite clear that he... Do you know what? If someone really feels that way and they think rape or paedophilia is a good thing, they don't just do jokes like that. They make statements amongst it all as well. But you wouldn't make the jokes because they wouldn't, they wouldn't work as jokes for you, right? No, probably not, actually. And that's another thing that I, I do wonder whether humans use humour in ways that we're not actually looking into. First of all, because it might protect us a little bit because... We, we can build ourselves... If you think too much about cars on the road, you know, yeah, we're putting yeah. ourselves in severe danger every time we walk across the road. Several times a day, there's people, strangers, in, in machines that, that, you know, tiny push of a foot and we're dead. And there's no protection. When we're on the zebra crossing, there's no wall between us and them. We are open targets, you know. And if we think about it too much, it starts becoming frightening. So we yes. partly is involved in not thinking about a thing and partly what we do is all the dangers in the world, we might use humour just to reduce the... The threat and the, and the chance of, of hysteria as well. I've heard that theory before that um, that humour and laughter are to do with kind of like almost like a, an emergency mechanism that is immediately you're told it's okay afterwards. Yeah. And so we can handle so, it. We can get on with our lives. Yeah. Even despite that being there. What if we're taking that mechanism away from people that actually is a useful thing? What if there's another mechanism that we use humour to test out people around us in the same way you've just suggested that mostly what we saw from all the uh, Project or Project Utri and so on is mostly these are all people who present themselves as uh, as presentable. As, you know, they're, 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 uh, they don't tell rape jokes and, and paedophile jokes because they don't want to be associated with that. They want to they fit in and, you know, wear a nice suit and yeah, be yeah. clean and, um, you know, two words, Bill and Cosby. They, they, they want to, you know, who, who was against any kind of dark humour. That, that's that's the presentation, isn't it? I guess he wouldn't really get it. But like, but I'm, I'm being silly, but like, you know, by this argument, there's an attitude. If if someone genuinely does drug and rape women, that those jokes aren't going to really appeal to them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see. I don't see what's funny about my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> I also wonder that it must affect how conscientious someone is. Like, if someone's beating their wife and they they know. The, you know, they're getting drunk and then they've got a serious problem they've got to stop they're inside mm. they're, if they're, they're human enough to feel guilt and they're with a group of people they sat, or you're in a comedy club with your wife and then someone starts doing wife beating jokes you're going to start you're just going to want them to stop aren't you you're going to sit there cringing inside yeah it's, 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 no, it's the people like... who perpetrate who are going to get the most uncomfortable well you know, you know I play chess right I've heard that I love chess right um, Matt Kirshen our friend has a joke uh, I was playing chess with a friend and uh, he said, let's make it interesting. So we stopped playing chess. <laughs> yeah. I find that funny. <laughs> and I think that's the same reason. <laughs> and that's the same reason Bill, Cos- Bill Cosby doesn't write rape jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Serious business for him. Yeah, exactly. It's okay. We're joking about it right now. Yeah, I know you were telling rape joke jokes. Um, Do you know people often use humour to introduce subjects as well? No, on anything. You listen to men talk a lot and they'll go, uh, oh, you am your hair, fucking blah, blah, blah. Then after a little while they go, nah, I like your hair, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's often just yeah, a, way, sure. it's a way in. It's a way of breaking ground. Yes, if just if just say, your hair looks really nice, would be weird and uncomfortable and too formal yes. and too just yeah, yeah, yeah. Bang. Almost not even sincere. Whereas that... 
But getting back to that, I'm, I'm wondering whether sometimes we use dark areas of humour to actually see whether someone gets uncomfortable around us. It's, it's a kind of body yeah. language or, or, you know, reaction language, I guess. And humour might have that kind of language to it in itself that people will, like, I think we can tell. I think we can tell really easily if people are joining in with racist humour who are doing it um, because they're being ironic or, or whether they're actually racist. I think we can hear in their laughter. I think we can hear, we do it with an audience. Yeah. Frequently, there are pieces I've not frequently. There are odd times I've dropped a piece where I've gone, the audience are laughing at that in the wrong way and they're not getting the irony. Yeah, I, I, I have had the same. Yeah, you, you, you're doing something and you just go, oh God, they're just not understanding this at all. Yeah, totally, yeah. 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 And weirdly, I've had it the other way around with people objecting to material because they're not understanding it or because they just don't trust that it's going to go somewhere they approve of. I've had yeah. someone, you know mentioned the me too thing or something like that and someone interrupts with a heckle where you go well what you've done there is assumed there's no punchline to what i'm saying yeah and now there can't be because you've ruined it yeah 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you've made it true yeah you've made your truth the thing it's difficult i wouldn't go on twitter and put out a whole mass of rape jokes now if i thought something was really funny Sometimes I'm just remembering a conversation with a woman ages ago and uh, and she was saying how she'd been reading a number of rape stories and, and she yeah. said she bought a, a rape alarm because she went, she went through a phase where it really got to her and she felt frightened. Okay, But she was just quite jovially telling me the story. Oh, I went through this phase and so on. And she said, so... Um, uh, and then I, I was reading about all these rapists everywhere, and I just started thinking they're, they're all over the place and so on. So uh, anyway, I got one and I put it under, that I keep under my pillow. And the way she said it really mm. sounded like she was saying she was keeping a rapist under her pillow. And it was, okay. it, was, it was one of those white elephant situations where you can't help going and mentioning and going, I, I don't think that's going to protect you very much, <laughs> keeping a rapist under your pillow. And I know, know her and she's the kind of person who joined in and so it, it, it's, it's a last issue. Yeah. When, when something like that comes up, it's even weird. It's like a fart in a room and just ignoring it because the, polite, the company is so polite that people, when people ignore it to the point where they'll actually stand in the fart and not yeah. want to say anything, right? When someone says something like that, which is just a slip, and these slips happen in conversation all the time. Sure. You can't talk about a serious subject without some of these slips coming <laughs> in that anyone with a decent sense of humour is going to just mention the yeah, fact. Yeah, there's all sorts of farts that happen. <laughs> yes, there's many conversation, farts and conversational, conversational farts. farts. Yes, yeah. totally. Okay, so... Should a company fire someone for tweets from 10 years ago? I, I would say in this case, I mean, I would say no anyway, but when we know that the whole thing has been orchestrated by an extreme right winger deliberately to try and bring the guy down, I would say you just absolutely have played into this guy's hands and Done so are you saying the motives of the person doing it and the motives of the person attacking them are both relevant? Well, as I said, I already thought no. But in the particular case, it really... It's like somebody's learned how to play a moral panic. Let's say when America... Um, American governments raised uh, the issue of Assange um, being accused of rape. Right? Of Julian Assange. Julian Assange, yeah. 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 Um, so this is during a time where the WikiLeaks thing has got big and they need to discredit him. Now, if he did commit the rapes, he should get done for the rapes and go to prison, right? 
Is it relevant to say, yes, but they brought it up for political reasons? Uh, I don't know. Well, Do you see how, what I'm getting at here? Sweden, I'm Sweden this... wanted to extradite him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was, that, I don't know where it came from, but it was it was like a case that had been dropped and then suddenly became came up again. Um, there were two it was separate suspicious. complaints. That I, I, I think there's but some peculiarities to go... Swedish law, which means that, you know, he, he, it gets to be held in a... Uh, in a court, right? And so it, no, but go on the scenario just as I'm giving it to you for now. Um, regardless, so kind of, kind let's, of just America, let's just say that America. It was a, it was a thing that had been largely been dropped, or, or that they weren't following up on, or realised they couldn't do anything about, and that America bring it up now that he needs because if they get extradited there, they have more chance of getting hold of him, right? That was part of it. So if we say they have ulterior ulterior motives, mm. does that now reduce the case or change the case at all about whether he's a rapist? In the same way. Even if we say that this guy had ulterior motives, does it? Should that change the fact the deed at all and how we feel about the deed? It might change how you feel about it, um, or how the company should react. I see. To it. But, okay, right. The 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 Assange thing. I, I don't. I mean, this isn't how I see it at all. But for the sake of argument, if we say that um, uh, that was a large part of it. I, t- I I I take your point. So by my yeah, if I'm saying that. They're playing into this guy's hands. It doesn't matter that they're playing into his hands. Yeah, is the accusation standalone or not? Ah. I, I I think they're a bit different, and the reason I think it's different is that Disney already knew this shit. They had to, right? Disney employs someone. They can see his entire. There's no way a company as massive and uh, public image conscious as Disney hadn't had someone look through this guy's entire Twitter feed, the whole, you know, his whole history. And they go, yeah, it's just, it's just like that. It's a bit edgy, you know. The, these were, these weren't new. They, they just, they all came to light at once because this one guy decided to publicise them all at once. Um, Disney would could still say that they have a reputation for their company that he now affects their reputation. Okay. I'm trying just arguing this. I'm just yeah, saying, yeah, do, I mean, do they, they have a case saying that? Because they're, I mean, they're allowed. They're allowed. They're allowed if they wish to. You know. I don't like the precedent of it. I don't like the feeling no, that, I don't where we're going with this because this affects everyone in a, in a way that I, I think you should be allowed to make mistakes. And I feel like we're in an, an age right now where there is no forgiveness, there is no acceptance that anyone can... You know, in his case, he has, like, solidly apologised yeah. for, for the tweets in a way that's so grovelling. I think I don't think he should get in trouble for the tweets. I think he should get no, into a load of shit and be sacked for the way he's grovelingly apologising. <laughs> oh, I'm such a good person now. I would never do that now. I'm All I do is care about humanity from the moment I wake up now. Well, I kind of fuck off. So well, I, I don't... What's weird now as well as that is, 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 is the whole liberal establishment are kind of coming in to say he's actually a really good guy. Come on, you know. You know, like he is without sin, cast the thir- first stone or whatever biblical quote Chris yeah. Pratt came out with and um, that didn't happen with Roseanne because A she's a Trump supporter and B the Trump you know they were racist whereas I, I think most people reading these can go There's, I, don't, I don't see the foul and it may be that if you're particularly sensitive to certain types of sickish humour that you find these offensive but lots of people wouldn't as well I think it's a trouble if you do genuinely believe that humour has a physical effect in the way that many people do, then 
then they become aggressive in themselves. They're not just jokes. Yeah, and I, I think, think but that, I, that's I, the I, recent thing, isn't it? About speech can be violence. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which is again a really worrying precedent because yes, of what, is, yeah. what it allows you to do. It's not. Yeah, it's not a good direction to go at all. No, um, be, because we also. We, I think it is. I think it becomes true. I think it becomes true the more you believe it. The same as I think if you believe that uh, a joke on any kind of sex crime is sort of causing that sex crime, and once you believe that's a fact and that that belief spreads around, that may as well be true. It's in the same way as paranoia. You might, if you believe someone is following you or is out to get you, then that is true as far it as has an effect on your life. Yeah, totally. Yeah. You you will adjust for it, and then uh, and then if someone does do that to you, does follow you around, then they are being as dangerous yeah. as you perceive it. Imagine if, if there was a if there was a like a gun that could um, make you blind, or take away your sense of hearing, or just take your hair away, or make you left-handed, or make you gay, right? And so say it, it after it, the it, podcast. <laughs> or it it turns out now there's a kind a of gun, gun that, that makes you gay. <laughs> Israel, we're working on it. I tell you. <laughs> yeah, go on. No. Sorry, I just had to stop at a gun that makes you gay. Um, <laughs> And they, um, there's now, there's a weapon that can ruin your career now. Yeah. And that's yeah. really, I, I, is kind of where I'm going. If you're, you're saying there's an extent now to which speech can be violent because speech can be a gun that ruins your career. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And also, and it just... wipes out your past career sometimes as well. That's amazing. Yeah. There's a lot of things going on at the moment. It's, it's, it's quite big social change and I think this is all connected as well I think it's all connected with an age we're in where the public have more control than they have ever had you know from going back to uh, even just like a few decades ago where you go back to just like a few channels on TV and this is what we have dictated TV and and, and then comes um, you know reality shows shows where people get to vote on who's a celebrity uh, the, the, the big talent shows and so on Twitter where everyone basically needs to put their private life out and uh, and, and use everything they've got and they want to get their 15,000 followers and I think the world has changed hugely in the, you know in our internet age where now the public really feel they have a lot to say about who's famous and who isn't famous and uh, and yeah. tremendous control over that. And now, and in a way, that should be a good thing. In a way, it should give people people power, which is what they've always talked about having. It takes the power away from the elite. But at the same time, I'm not sure the mass public should be trusted with that kind mm-hmm. of power because then they just start looking for every possible nuance that can upset them. Yeah, and, and what that made me think was this is happening at the same time when the public has arguably less control over the political system than they've ever had until you let them really shake it up and then they take the opportunity because they felt they couldn't really change anything properly. Right. Which is... The sort of frustration that comes out elsewhere. Yeah, I think that you're you're never going to make much difference to the system unless you get something very extreme, so like Brexit or, or Corbyn even, or Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is this inner world where people feel like they should be, absolutely have huge control over everything. Everything. Yeah, 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 oh. yeah, yeah. I thought it was like a big part of a, a different move. Does it affect us? Do you think? Does it affect you? What you're? Do, do will you just say what you think's funny, or do you hesitate putting a joke up on social media in case it ever comes back on you? Oh, I. I... Isn't half the reason for this podcast that we constantly hesitate before before saying things yeah, on right, social media? Yeah. Yeah. There's, weirdly, I think you can say 
anything you like in a podcast. That's how it feels. I, I feel like I'm fine to say whatever the hell I think and people can comment or come back to me. I heard that thing you said. But in social media, the anonymity and all that, and you can just get lambasted for saying things like that. Or, or from, you know, swimming against the tide. Yeah. Yeah, because you're crossing through so many different views. I, you know, I'd like to think people listen to this who have lots of different views, but uh, certain views I would consider outrageously different to mine. They probably gave up with us ages ago. Oh, surely. Whereas I'll find them on Twitter. I'll, I'll make, make a comment and find someone who's going to accuse me of something straight away. Yeah, yeah. This is, I mean, you know, whatever else you say about the tweets, the, the stupid rape ones or the, the, the kid ones, the guy's not a paedophile, he's not a rapist, and he doesn't really think those things are funny. He just maybe thinks joking about those things might be funny. Yeah. But Which is not I'm that subtle difference. waiting for someone to actually make the link. I, I accept the argument that of how people feel when they hear these jokes, but how they feel when they hear these jokes is definitely added to by their belief that these the, the humour, that finding... Uh, a joke about rape funny is finding rape itself funny if they believe that or they believe that, that adds to an accumulative effect yeah. in society where the humour is saying something is okay and therefore people are more likely to rape and so on I can understand how they're feeling and why they're so shocked and offended by that but these links have not been made no and, they haven't been proven and that's, that's the part that I think is, is, is like a missing part of this puzzle here in uh, um, it's a, I, I guess it's a postmodernist reaction yeah, really? so, so things like uh, so things like the idea that making a joke uh, that refers to rape is adding to rape culture is normalising rape. Yeah. Or the idea that which no normalisation process has been shown, but many people believe it has. But they're just a few terrible experiments mm. that are on the level of homeopathy. They're not uh, right. Th there's no. I don't know about them. I'm, I'm, I'm aware that like you know pornography hasn't largely been. Um, Linked to uh, violence or strong evidence against that. I mean, yeah, I, I, th I think pornography has deleterious effects. I think it can unquestionably, but, but but not necessarily not those the ones people say. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a, a reduction of self-esteem, perhaps. You know, for some people. Uh, but even then, yeah, yeah I think I, th I think it can lead to sexual dysfunction. But even then, we still don't know. We don't know what sexual dysfunction some of those people would have had anyway. What can you do? Can you can you put a load of people no, in the room sure. and show some people uh, pornography and some people not, and then tell them to go away and have sex and then mark how well they did it? Well, I think what you can't do is just make a fucking claim about it as though you know. And that's what I feel. I feel like there's a lot of claims that have now been just seen as, well, that's just fact. Otherwise, yeah, you yeah, wouldn't yeah. be saying it as often. <laughs> that doesn't make it fact. And I, I think that becomes part of this looking through the reactions on twitter that's what i saw a lot of it people just believe that this is yeah. proven fact and that what he was doing was actually physically dangerous that's the frequency heuristic isn't it you, you hear something a lot and it feels the same as it being true sure but it also because it fits into the way you think anyway if you've got a you know postmodernist right. understanding you're going to agree yeah. with it um but 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 that that becomes a major problem in itself because i i i just don't feel comfortable when living in a, a totally polite. I love polite company for a while, you know. Yeah, I find out during the polite, I'm a polite, polite company when it's agreed on, but it's not enforced at the th with a threat. I'm a, I'm a big fan of decorum, you know. I get on a bus or a train. I don't want people shouting out c words, n words, whatever, whatever agreements they have in their group that they find that funny or they're being ironic. I don't want yeah, to have yeah. to find out. I don't want to get to know them. I want to be able to sit and read my book. And the fact that no one's playing music loudly and so on means things are less likely to kick off. Do you know? Yeah. I feel safe 
in decorum. But as soon as you start policing decorum too much, I suddenly don't feel safe anymore. That's I now, interesting. I now feel a sense of danger just from that. But what about the flip side of that where you get, um, and this is a different thing, that we alluded to this earlier, with um, the students at Warwick University yeah. who were suspended for what appears to have been a private conversation. Yeah. On social media, but in a group. Um, and um, some students from Exeter University who were under investigation because of something that was a, a WhatsApp group, which is definitely private. So someone clearly made it public. Like one of the group, I guess, took screenshots and put it on Facebook, and then that's yeah. what got out. That, to me, I mean, without going into the details of what the things were, there was some you know, pretty unpleasant racist things, and there was some clearly ridiculous, like, rape... I, mean, I wouldn't even say jokes, but just fucking bravado nonsense. Yeah. Which, that's the reference earlier, you know, it's, you know some, sometimes you're going to go mad and rape under women. Well, yeah, well done, mate. You, well done, you, you've proved you are in your teens. Yeah. Um, but to a friend or a... You know what I mean? A I sent I sent Barry Casanova. I'm not, I'm not going to say what it was, and I don't think I even remember. It was it was something really nasty that just crossed my mind. It's one of those ones that was funny just because of two because of a juxtaposition, right? You know, something to do with uh, I don't know whatever, something to do with something, and then something to do with something else. Two things crossed over, sure. and I sent him this thing. And the joke was me saying, "Mate, do you think this is a good joke to say on stage or in my show?" Which obviously it's not. Yes. Right. Uh, and then he reacts going mate that's a great joke it's very you you should definitely say it and me going well I'm thinking of using it as an opener and then he comes back with something worse what could he have done what could he have done yeah, otherwise yeah, yeah. he knows me he knows that I'm being I'm doing exactly that thing yeah. if he had written back going Kerry that's just disgusting you shouldn't think about that I, I wouldn't have taken him serious anyway but it would have been weird for him to do that it would have been weird what a comedian would do in that situation is up the ante because well, what, we what are no, now no friend being, would do. we are being wrong what no friend would do is screenshot it and put it out on the social media no, without any not. reference to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is an argument these guys are... Uh, they're, they're, they're doing law, aren't they? Uh, the, is that the uh, Warwick the guys? Warwick, yeah, they were, I think. Yeah. All right, so we could use an argument saying these are people who are going to be in charge of our... In the same way as whilst making all these arguments, I'll accept yeah. a lot of things from a comedian, but there was uh, some... Oh, God, years ago, there was some police convention or whatever, and they put on a comedian who was being extremely racist, and I don't like the image of a whole load of police laughing at something very racist or, no, no, no. or sexist, you know what I mean? In fact, it's quite an interesting one. What is? The idea of uh, an audience of police laughing at, say, uh, you know, some old-time comedian doing doing really racist humour. Yeah, yeah, that, that, say, that, that, you can imagine them trying to distance themselves from that later. <laughs> well, you would say that I, I'm not comfortable actually with the police force openly, or, or they shouldn't openly find yeah, that yeah. funny because you know it is genuinely something we need from them. We need them to be unbiased. We need we need judges to be unbiased. We can have it'd be bad to hear of judges laughing at heavily racist uh, stuff. Yeah. Well, what, what I think about the Warwick thing is... It's actually quite... This is, this isn't a, something I'm saying. Go on. Well, this isn't really a considered opinion. It's more that my initial reaction was this is a private thing between friends that the university has no business coming to discipline. But the problem is once it's made public, the university maybe does have... Sort of. It's to do with the reputation of the university. It's to do with, you know, the university well, has to keep on... Well, then we go back on. to Disney having their well, reputation that's, to that's consider. Why, so, you know, that's why we come around Yeah. Um... That's what I'm saying. I do think I'm not. I started from the beginning of this saying that I don't have a solid view on this, other than I'm uncomfortable with uh, this being a, a process that we're in right now. Right. You know, 
and there are arguments. I'm, I'm not comfortable with young lawyers uh, telling jokes like that because they're, they sure. I believe they have a level of responsibility that they need. To, it, it, right, but, okay. if, but if it, what if it's what if it's on? What, what if you go out on a stag night with a bunch of lawyers and they're just you you get to know them and it turns out they're just been massively ironic when they're blowing off steam but they're saying the most vile shit they can imagine oh, and they they're not find it funny and join in i know I Ex- exactly exactly right so if it just for the sake of being as charitable as we can to them they're doing this in a private they're fucking horrible right some some of them, some of those racist terms shit like that it doesn't sound nice one of them goes edl as well so i'm, I'm not claiming that's what was happening they claiming that's a very, very, very charitable... Well, they claim, you know, they said afterwards it's not the way they feel, that they were just letting off steam right, and being, being, being wrong. In and I think character. being wrong, other people go, yeah, being wrong is so childish. I actually think, like, facetiousness, I think sometimes these types of humour do have a place. They let off steam, and that, that sure. steam is, uh, is what boils up in society and gets... Yeah. What I hate, what I find offensive, is hysteria. Uh, and things are exaggerated beyond belief. And I think yeah. sometimes maybe I lean towards certain types of humour that that, uh, that deal with that, you know? I, I feel like there's a bit of a free speech issue in the Warwick students case on account of they didn't have any reason to expect that their behaviour at that point would come back to bite them with regard to the university, right? It wasn't intended to, it wasn't supposed to be public speech. Twitter's different, tweeting things is different, but I also think that the things in Twitter were clearly meant as jokes. Someone takes a job as a children's TV presenter. Okay. Later on, they get uh, they get photographed doing a load of cocaine or something, or you know, yep. using lots of prostitutes. This is, All right. This Would is you say problem. that in taking the job, they have taken on a responsibility? Uh, n- Sometimes their contract would. I know people. I like. We, no, we both know think, comics. Do you think they would? They should. This is what I think. I think it's interesting because I think each one of these cases is very individual. I remember it, oh, several times. I've known a few clowns, and I've been, uh, you know, where they're out performing to children, then we're in the back room, and they might say some filthy jokes to me and so on. I've got no problem with that. I know they become a different person when they're performing to the children. Right. But at the same time, I think there's certain jobs and careers that do come with a responsibility that you have a choice. What we're not considering is. Does the person taking that job have a chance to consider that before you know, you're, you're for the job as a children's as a children's TV presenter pays a lot of money? Do you now have to make a choice to say, therefore, I have to affect certain things in my lifestyle? And does it come from that point, or do you say I have done things in the past that might come up? That is an extremely interesting question, which we are going to have to address at another time, because. Uh... Uh, my wife has just arrived, and now we have to drive about two hundred twenty miles. Those are all very good reasons. Yeah, so that's uh, yeah. that's going to have to be the end of this one. But that that, that looked quite interesting. I thought. Yeah, I think we've, the we've end. left a question in the air bigger than the question we started with. Ooh. So you know, very much the aim. Anything about that? And yes. do do get in contact. Just let us know if there's anything you would like us to talk about, or that you have a strong opinion on that you would like us to tear yeah. to pieces. <laughs> That'd be good to know. Yeah. All right, cheers. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Bye bye.